Hello and welcome to Too Rash, Too Unadvised, The Will to Babble on the Will to Battle. My name is Liam Nolan. And mine's Wero Kiriki. And today we are discussing chapters one and two of The Will to Battle. If you want to ask us any questions or be on the show, please feel free to reach out at tworash2unadvised at gmail.com. That's two as in the number two. We are midway through an attempt to get at least half of our listeners on the show itself. It's an achievable goal. We're well on our way. Please don't make it harder for us. By which I mean, come and be on the show, not stop being a listener. Key distinction. Please also support us on Patreon at Too Rash, Too Unadvised. Still two is in the number two. I trust you can all use a search box. With that out of the way, and many thanks to our Lord and our Savior, Seth. An immortal tyrant. Well, of course, kill. Let's get on with the show. Um, speaking of pre-show stuff, some of you may have noticed that we are fairly aggressively monetizing the podcast. First, excellent observational skills. Second, uh, I offered two weeks ago, maybe more now, because we had a couple of bonus episodes while we got book three sorted out, that if there was anything you wanted from us to call, and that I would personally negotiate with you a price for that thing, uh... I'm going to do my best to come up with a couple of suggestions. Here's here's what I have for you this week. I will knit you a scarf. Is that the kind of thing people might want? I don't know. Neither do I. I don't have a great insight into what people like about things. Okay, so chapter one. Actually, the first thing that happens is we find out that this book is top secret, unlike the previous two. Yes. Yeah, we should talk about the, the, the publication... Missions first, or in particular the lack of them. Right. So first published in the U.S. by Tom Doherty and Associates in 2017. That's not what I mean. Okay, well, the follow-up to that is that it was published in the U.K. by Head of Zeus in 2017. Oh, okay. So I do have official copies. Is that what you think it makes it official? Never mind. Let's not. Uh... (laughs) Well, there was some concern a few weeks ago that I may have accidentally purchased actual bootleg reproductions of the Terra Ignata books. No, the specific accusation I made is that um, the the seller you, you had has gotten damaged copies of the books. Ah, of course, that's right. I'm remembering this conversation better mm-hmm. now. And damaged copies will have the copyright page. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Then we still don't know what's going on with Head of Zeus. Yeah. My theory absolves Head of Zeus and puts the blame instead on your on this person who sold it to you. Apparently in Ireland. Now here's a thing that I, I find a little bit off-putting mm-hmm. about the actual pre-book mm-hmm. section. It has the same title. Someone titled this in-universe The Will to Battle. Mm-hmm. That just... That seems like it might be in poor taste, given when this takes place. That's deli- It's deliberate. Did you not read the, the quotes? I did read the quote. Yeah, it, it opens with Hobbes. Yeah. Um, Which... Uh, no, it opens with a new 710 list that has... Uh, yeah, for first we should discuss... A 710 list. Let me put it like that. For... Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about Top Seeking Material, Not for Publication Distribution, The Will to Battle, Chronicle of Events, etc., etc. All classifying bodies must declassify this document before it's considered declassified. That suggests a weird legal system we'll get a little bit more of as we go. Uh, so you get a variety of people classifying it. So the Romanovan Alliance classifies it. The EU classifies it. The Gordians classify it. The Masons classify it. The Humanists classify it. Utopia classifies it. And your cousins do too by some sideways legal thing. Um, a lot of these are actually by sideways legal things. Um, but that's not all the hives, Right. Uh, can we do this in order again? The first one we get is the censor. Mm-hmm. So that's the Alliance, the European Union, Gordians, uh, the Masons, the Humanists, Utopia. Who am, who are we missing? Uh, we get the Cousins. The Cousins are later, and they, they've classified this in a sideways way. 
Um, well, they've said it's potentially harmful and is banned. Yes. Which is... A kind of classification. Yep, and then we get some uh, some repeats. The Masons double banned it. Yes. As did the Romanova 7 Hive Council Stability Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, who are we missing? Do I not remember the Hives? I'm, I'm getting worried I don't remember There's the Hives. There's seven. Uh, and people like... It's always a thing to remember who, who is and who isn't. But um, so missing here is Mich- the Mitsubishi. Oh, okay. And seven. And there's five here. There's six here. So just the Mitsubishi. Wait, no. One of them is the Alliance, which isn't a hive in and of itself. But then the cousins are later on. So just Mitsubishi has not classified this okay. document. Hmm. You also get the reasons for all the classifications, right? So, uh, Alliance... Yeah, we get mm-hmm. military operations, mm-hmm. which turns out it will be very accurate. Security vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, relations risk. So the Gordians are doing stuff the other hives won't like. Noted. Uh, declassify for public five years after the death of Jed Mason. Mm-hmm. You also get when they're declassified. Uh August 1st, 2504. So that's a ways out. Mm-hmm. 50 years. A couple of them. Okay. Uh, but probably after the death of Jed Mason. Really depends on how long think, how long you think Jed Mason could live. But it could be quite a while. Jed Mason is like 20. People live to 120 in this world. 160, mm. sorry. I don't think he's going to make it to 160. I still think that whatever he's doing ends with his own death. Mm-hmm. The humanists have 10 years after the stabilization of the current crisis, mm-hmm. which sounds like the kind of thing I'd write if I just never wanted something to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, have we really stabilized from the crisis of the... Uh, the European Revolution War in 1914? Yeah. I would argue with America still going, as of today today, we've not yet stabilized from that crisis. <laughs> Why is the European war not stabilized? Because America is still going. That's a, that's a great line. <laughs> the Masons have classified it. Secretissima, very secret. <laughs> yeah, the Masons don't appear to be playing around with their classification. They're uh, pretty upfront with how you shouldn't do things with this. Yes. Um, you know, they did say, because the Emperor said so. Um... Well, but they also have... In, in the second page, after the cousin thing, they say, let it, hereby, let it be hereby known that any Mason or other, but with capitalized Mason, as in the person Mason, who dares unlawfully view, circulate, reproduce, No, that's proper noun, Mason. Or abuse in any person way. Mason is all caps. Every time it's all caps? Yeah. It's even Do all characters caps. who aren't Masons not refer to Emperor Mason as Mason capital M? Or do they also always do all it's caps? It's all caps. It's also all caps in this declaration. That's true. I just thought that was the kind of inconsistency I'd needed to get used to with these books. <laughs> these things mean things. All right, you got me. You have me on that one. Anything else you wanted to note in these? I read through them, but uh, um, having missed the Mitsubishi thing, I broadly skimmed. Well, let's just go through them and continue in, right? So, Masons are, okay. are classified for, for because the Emperor said so. Humans, the humanists, uh, classified it. For military operations, have security vulnerabilities again. Uh, Utopia has classified it uh, because they want to safeguard nuclear facilities and weapons of mass destruction. Yes, as a cosmic top secret, the Utopians continue to have the coolest names. Oh, for sure. Um, you also get, like, for every, ta- every hive, the how they call it. U- Europeans call it the Très Secret Defense. Uh, Guardians are Kahim Vishlos. Oh, God. Verslusak. Secretissima for Imperials, Humanista Ultra Secreto Humano, Utopia is Cosmic Top Secret. Enjoy my poor attempts at uh, what is that? French, German, and Spanish accents. Um, uh, so the, the, all these do- the first six classifications are straightforward classifications. The cousins, I would argue, have also classified it. But they haven't classified it in the same way. They say it's potentially harmful, but a cousin potentially harmful, and thus is banned for uh, a period of five years renewable. Which... Because of potential harm to public peace, 
Hartman Miners portrayed, services portrayed, cousins portrayed, and real and living persons portrayed. Huh. I don't I don't love how those are different groups, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it's it's sort of like who particularly are we buying it for, right? Um Right, right. And it's um, minors, servicers, cousins, and then also people. It is the Cousins Legal Commission, right? So it makes sense if they're especially concerned about harm to cousins. Uh, I think we have the same set from the previous two books from uh, the Seven Hive Stability Committee, mm -hmm. right? Seven Hive Stability Committee. Five Hive Committee on Dangerous Literature. I want to note here, two hives aren't on the Committee on Dangerous Literature. Who are they? Who do you think they are? Who wouldn't be on a committee about dangerous literature? I'm going to guess the humanists, because I feel like they'd just kind of be all about that kind of thing. <sighs> Definitely the cousins would sign up for a committee on dangerous literature. I can't imagine the utopians not. Not signing up on a, for a committee on dangerous literature? Yeah, literature and its danger, I just feel like, is kind of a, a thing with them, right? Um, we cover in this chapter that apparently the utopians think destroying a book and killing a person are the same kind of crime. Yeah. I don't know if... The you, don't think, you don't think the utopians have a place for dangerous people? Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, they helped invent canner gel. Yeah. I have no good guesses about this one. Okay. Um, we guess human humanists aren't on it, right? Yeah, it just seems like they'd be, and then black laws aren't really a hive. Yeah, because otherwise it would be it would be an easy pick for them. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna guess Masons, largely a shot in the dark, uh, because perhaps they would just have their own internal system for such things. Okay. They don't seem super cooperative with the other hives a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't love this guess. I, I assign it a very low likelihood. Okay. So we do then get a seven ten list. Now, having been trained yeah. in seven ten lists in the past two books, what do you, what do you make of this one? I, I truly do not know in what to make of this one. All the numbers have the wrong number of things. Uh, so at first I thought... Oh, this is because, you know, if this is the split, so the people who put, of everyone who wrote the list, mm -hmm. someone said for number one, Mason, Mycroft, uh, Zhaolu Gilbreaker, and Charlemagne Gilbreaker. But then it became clear that's not what's happening, actually. Um, so this must just be one person's 710 list? Like, is this just yeah, this is Mycroft's 710 list? I think so. Uh, the way I interpret he, it... He put too many people on it. No, no, it's... The, the the person with the number beside their name is the person actually on the list. The rest of the people are their subordinates in some sense. I don't think they should be on the list. It muddies the purpose of the list. It serves as a, it's also trying to remind us who is who is who. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. It's a dual purpose. Sure. It's a dual purpose list. Fine, fine. I think he's probably right to put Mason first because he's the only one who's gone off doing his own thing. Um... I don't know why Briar Casala would be number two. Because I don't know what's going on with numerous, her. Most numerous hive. Yeah, but they've also fired her, more or less. No, they didn't. Didn't they institute a new government? Government? Yeah. At the end of the last book, they did. Oh, was she still in charge of the new government? She might, but she was almost fired for being the chair, uh, but then immediately reinstated after her heartfelt speech. <sighs> of course, she was. Okay. In which he proposed a new government's governing system for the cousins. So, you know. Fine, fine. All right. And then we get uh, Vivian Anslet. I apologize. I now know that's a French name, but it's too late. Sure, that one seems fair to me. I don't have any, any real objections to it. Um, we do find out here that they made their kid the next censor, which I thought they wouldn't do, because that would so clearly be a bad look. Then Europe. Then Dominic. Felix. Mycroft put himself on the list. That's fun. He put himself above Jed Mason, which is odd. This can't be Mycroft's list. Yeah, this is someone else's list. 
Uh, okay, hang on. Okay, Mitsubishi children are listed as not set sets. So it's it's not someone really tied in with Brill, and it is someone who knows that Mycroft is the eighth anonymous. When did the ninth anonymous have a chance to go back and edit? Okay, I think this is the 710 list of whoever becomes the ninth anonymous. I didn't start thinking about this early enough. Yeah, and Jehovah's list is a minor. Okay, also a god. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with this is the 710 list of the ninth anonymous. I can't see Mycroft writing this. Uh, I'm not convinced that this 710 list is Mycroft's. In any case, uh, it's because Mycroft is listed as more important than Jehovah. This is a classic 710 list. And on the 710 list, on all of them, it was the main six hives and the anonymous and then three other people. And this is what's exactly what's on here. It's the main six hives, the anonymous, Mycroft, and three other people. It's not the main six hives. Yes, it is. What? Blacklaw is one of the main six hives? Where? No, that's Mitsubishi. Oh, now I see what, what happened when I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. hang on. So we go Mason, Cousin, Humanist, European, Mitsubishi, Gordian, then Anonymous, mm-hmm. and then some other people. Uh, I get... I, I, I agree that is the format that they presented them to us in book one. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that that's a useful format. Or that Mycroft, even even as the 8th Anonymous, would put himself on his 710 list for a changing world as more important than Jehovah. I think it's why Mycroft is on this list at all. I mean, he is anonymous. That He should make the list somewhere. I just think that he, this he, he is a fully structured list. I'm pretty sure that he's only on the list where he is at all because he's the anonymous. Otherwise, he just would be under Jehovah or something, right? Under Bridger. He was under Bridger last time, I think. Yeah, I think he was. So, But he's not dead yet, so not under In Memoriam. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of um, uh, Memoriam, we have the entire Marty Bash there. Yes. We haven't heard what happened to many of these. Yeah. How Bad many Martys are there? How many people did Mycroft kill? 18? What? 17. He says 17. Oops. Uh, Geneva, Aeneas, Jules, Chiasa, Lei, Mallory, Cien, G, McKenna, Mercer, Kohaku, Luther, Laurel, Ken, Ibis, Apollo. 16, I counted that time. Can I not count? No, that's the correct count of the people under, under the Marty Bash. Well, and, oh, and, well, Apollo shouldn't, shouldn't be counted as, an, as a Marty. Um, and their friend Apollo. But, like, these are the 16 people the list under the Marty Bash in, in memoriam. He said they, he's killed 17 people. Uh, when did he say he's killed 17 people? In books one and two. At the very end of the chapter, he confesses. In chapter 20 in book one, he says, it is by God's providence, it's a providence that I killed 17. Not 16, not 18, but 17. Hmm. So he had already killed an extra person. Is there anyone on here that I've heard about him killing that I'm not seeing listed? I don't think so. So the last person he ended up killing was Mercer. He was caught while elbow deep in Mercer. Um, and he would have killed... So if he had got this, hadn't gotten to 17, he would have stopped before at Mercer. And he would have killed Tully at 18. That's an interesting note. Uh, I don't know who I think he could have killed. Actually, I'm surprised he's only killed that many people, frankly. This was... Why? Wait, what? Yeah, it seems like he probably... I mean, he's his entire body is described as covered in combat injuries, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe you're right, and Mycroft really does just not know how to fight correctly. <laughs> Has he just been losing fights his entire life until he went after a bunch of historians? <laughs> because it's like it's really clearly laid out that Mycroft is 90% scar tissue, right? Mm-hmm. Sniper picked a one of the few clear patches and said, ooh, I'll put a put one there. Um 
this is not a, this is not enough people for him to have killed to justify that kind of injury count. It could be in fights that aren't lethal, right? But if you're having that many, like you're gonna have killed one of them. It's really good like medical boxing. tech, actually. In this world, we can just make people hearts. I guess that's true. Perhaps. Uh, who have who have I heard about in this in this story that is dead and wasn't killed by OS? Not many people. Yeah. People live to like 160. They're not just falling left and right to like infected wounds. Yeah, it's all car crashes. Um, so some other notes about this list. Um, Boo is listed as a real dog, which is an odd choice. Why? I was pretty sure he wasn't a real dog. He's real as Pinocchio is real. Pinocchio was not a real boy. Pinocchio was a puppet. That's the whole thing about Pinocchio. Pinocchio wants to be a real boy, and Boo wants to be a real dog. Hmm. For now. What have they got? Actually, actually, wait. When did this... What's the date we get on this? We get a date. Mm-hmm. Every... The two chapters we get are both dated. Uh, okay. July 6th. July 6th. So, Bridger has been dead for four months. Mm-hmm. Why are... Why are all of those people except Achilles still alive? Why is Boo still alive? Why aren't they listed under In Memoriam? Bridger's magic doesn't last four months. Do we know that? Yeah. It's like two weeks. It's a whole thing in the first book. We had a long talk about how... Two weeks? Uh, Did you get a specific yeah. time frame? I thought it depended on the, on the on the toy. No, we get a whole thing about it when they're bringing back... Who died? Looker? Patroclus? Did Patroclus die? I'm not sure. When one of them died, but like chapter six, right? They had the whole talk about, is it okay to bring back the soldier once they've actually died? And I I said something to the effect of, well, you do it all the time. Um, Oh no. How long did they last? Yeah, that's the question. Not four months. Do we know not four months? I think we know not four months. I mean, no gun in Santa G didn't last four months. As they are under In Memoriam. Didn't... Oh, they didn't die of anything in particular in the last book. You're right. Bridger didn't unmake a few random men. He only yeah. unmade... Mom at all. Okay. Maybe it is four months. That's a lot longer than I thought. Okay. In any case, mm-hmm. we should we should get through this while we can. Yes. I need to talk to our judge about format stuff mm-hmm. after this recording. So we get a quote from Leviathan. We are reading Leviathan now for a upcoming bonus episode. Um, it's a slow read, I have to admit. Yeah, I debated cutting down on the bits of it that tend out to probably just be like, why Hobbes is a Protestant. Um, but they make for interesting content in terms of general historical things about the Enlightenment, so... Staying no, no, in. I don't... I think it's correct to read the whole thing, because works should be taken as their entirety, despite that being the antithesis of this show. Uh, but... He he goes on a lot of tangents about how he thinks brains work, and it's, like, I admit, it's difficult to take it seriously and not just go, ooh, it turned out you were wrong about that. Um, I'm pretty sure those aren't just, like, tangents. A lot of people in Enlightenment try to, like, say, like, develop whole philosophies, like, whole cloth, and they're like, this is how brains work, and this means that monarchy or republics or direct democracy or no government are, like... The best government systems. It follows from yes, the way that's brains exactly work. exactly what's happening. Uh, in the spirit of uh, fun teaser content for the Leviathan bonus episode, let me, let me grab something here. We have an absolutely spectacular line really early on that's not related to what we're going to end up spending most of the time on, so I don't feel bad about telling it to you here. But if you're unsure of whether or not you're willing to sit through that... Early in this book, Hobbes writes, For as for witches, I think not that their witchcraft is any real power, but yet that they are justly punished for the false belief they have. Yep. That's great. That's a common belief. That is officially uh, the reason why witches were, were, were prosecuted in specifically Catholic countries, I'm pretty sure. 
That is a commitment to truth and reason that I rarely see coming from the church. Or anyone. <laughs> You're wrong about this. And so we need to kill you is a lot to go in on. Yeah. Um, I think it probably helps with truth and reason to not meta people you disagree with. But to each their own. <laughs> okay, can we get into chapter one? It's only two pages long. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Mycroft talks about how awesome Grease is. Mm-hmm. How That's not, not what happens. awesome he is. That's mm, also not what happens. pretty much what happens. He says he's lucky that he is in a position far better than what he deserves. Right. Why would he not deserve his position? The murders. Not just the murders. Also the cannibalism. Mm-hmm. And the traitor. Torture. Who did he betray? The Martys? The Martys! Yeah, okay. I, I'm not... I'm not convinced of that, actually. You know what? I've, I'll fight you on that one. Um, I think he was playing the exact game the Martys were there to play. No. Some of them, like um, Luther The ones we've heard Mercer. about, the ones who we have had descriptions of what was going on for, were all kind of weirdly on board. Yeah, uh, that's not all of them. Oh, we knew... Oh, who was it? No, I can't say that one. <laughs> All right, so there's. I'm wrong about this for reasons I don't know yet. Is that what's happening? I don't know if you don't know it yet, because all the Marty members are just like you know, crumble in my head, and I can't remember where you find out about them. Okay, uh, this is the problem. We can we can talk about this. I we I will know as much as you know by the end of this book, so yeah. we can have this conversation again at the end of the book. He would have he would have killed Tully. And Tully would not be unmurdered. I think, don't think eight-year-old Tully would be unmurdered with his murder. Torture murder. Apparently Tully was like 15. No, what? No. Why do you think Tully that? Su- oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the opposite. I'm thinking about Bridger being surprisingly old. Tully was an actual baby. Tully was eight. It's still not really a baby, but that's fine. Um, so this book, narrated again by Mycroft, mm-hmm. uh, opens being narrated again by Mycroft. Um... And instead of the last one, which was to be released to people, this is being compiled as a sort of, for the future, if there is a future, here's what everyone was thinking as they did all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Presumably so that when there's another war, they won't be in the situation they're in now. And they'll have good, clean records of, like, what the commanders did during this big war that almost killed everyone. Yeah, It's not a terrible idea. A lot of, in the modern world, a lot of thing that end up with the records that you usually wouldn't I just wouldn't think there would be records for. Like all all of modern US battles typically have like a a brief attached to them. Um the Nazis kept so many records. Um we have notes from the from the time they planned to do the Holocaust. I mean they there was second enough about it that it's a controversy with the decided then or later, but like they kept notes on all of the meetings, even the secret ones. Well notes are important. They help you go back and figure out who was wrong later. I mean, yes, they helped the War Crimes Commission. Uh, but I guess that's the thing, right? Living as I do now, I think of the things the Nazis did as a crime. As a, yeah. a literal crime you have to try to get away with. <laughs> Whereas they thought what it was I a, meant... a state policy. Yeah, what I meant by that was much more like, are we utilizing these resources efficiently? Like, somebody's looking over the shoulder of every one of those bureaucrats planning a holocaust. You're going to have to justify to your boss what you just did for two hours on Saturday. Yeah. Take minutes. Whereas I'm thinking of it like, I think of it as a, the same thing as you don't take notes on a criminal conspiracy, right? Because, n- no, someone can come after you. I think of war crimes in the same way, and I probably shouldn't. Not that they're not I th- crimes are not bad, but people doing them don't think of them in the same way that that people trying to smuggle drugs think of their actions. Right. I also think that more criminals take notes about what they're doing than you would expect. Yes. Especially when you get to like the like the organized part of organized crime is uh, note taking. No, I don't believe you. <laughs> Accounting maybe, but you you, you launder. Accounting is just notes. Accounting is a bunch of numbers. 
uh, you need context in order to make sense of the numbers, and the context should live in a person's head, not in a piece of paper. Journal entries should explain what's going on. Not if you're doing a criminal conspiracy! Well, you keep your real accounting, and then your, you know, fixed accounting. How is your boss in the conspiracy going to know that you're doing a good job? Well, you need other dispute resolution mechanisms than, like, we typically have. Maybe I'm picturing too many things being impenetrable bureaucracies. I don't think many gangs are impenetrable bureaucracies. I know the Yakuza might be. The Yakuza are, are fun. They have offices. Yeah, but they're, they're a deeply confusing organization. So what all organized crimes? I'll ask my brother. My brother's good at this. No, I mean... I'll, with that context, my brother has a historical interest in organized crime bodies. Uh... Even within the realms of confusing organized crime bodies, the Yakuza, I'm led to believe, are, are just a mess to try to figure out what's going on with. Like internally? And externally. Well, because they're, they're also totally legitimate organizations. That's like not... Like that file taxes. All As criminal themselves. organizations in modern, in modern world file taxes. Well, that's that isn't true. They don't want to redo. Um, they, want, they want to pull out Al Capone. I know we do have ways for people to do that, but I'm pretty confident there are absolutely criminal organizations that don't file taxes anyway. Keep in mind, uh, everywhere in the world is not the United States. I'm thinking specifically the United States, and I think I bet the mafia in the Sicilian mafia do also. I don't know much about up on that. I, I can only reference a string of documentaries Netflix made me watch seven years ago. Made you watch? I use the term made loosely, yeah. Okay. Well, you know how it gets. Sometimes the algorithm just traps you in a list of recommendations that you don't really care for, but you don't know how to break because it's not giving you any better suggestions to get onto a different path. Look outside of the place. Now, I trust the algorithm. The algorithm is better at knowing what I like than I am. It just doesn't always do a perfect job. Okay. I don't. It doesn't know what I want better than I do. I have to remind myself again and again. Have you tried listening to it? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, doesn't work. I'm somewhat surprised by this. I'm apparently just, just, too, just, too, just too unique. Uh, not being able to capture it by the... The, I don't know. I think the natural word to say next is bourgeois, but I'm trying to think about how I can try to convince a uh, convincing argument for how Netflix is a bourgeois organization. So, speaking of chapter two, um, <laughs> the plot of, of this book started. The rest of chapter one, by the way, is Mycroft telling us that when this war happens, it's going to be really bad. He's sad that he let Bridger die. Oops. Uh, that's, that's the gist of it. That's not... Uh, the final bit, and based on the title, is that Mycroft now understands the world, himself and humanity, as simply being an alphabet for which Jed and the god of this universe write each other letters, which is sort of a big deal. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so the, the next day, next two days, Mycroft then writes uh, about April 8th, the April 8th, a week after the events of the, the first two books. I'm glad you're keeping a better, a better list of the timeline than I am here. Um, so this is a conversation between Vivian Anslet and who used to be Occam Sinir and now has another name. Prospero? Prospero. Uh, right, who's in jail? As a, they're as getting a up to date. Note: uh, Almoloya yeah. de Juarez is in Mexico. They're in Mexico, central okay, Mexico. That makes sense. It seems like the humanists are sort of around that area of the world, mm -hmm. with the Spanish and the all the humanist stuff seeming to be in sort of Central and South America. Yeah, the capital was was Buenos Aires. The cars are in Chile. Yeah. So Occam is still in prison. Uh, Anslet is being brought up to date on some of the OS stuff. I don't think we get any huge revelations here until we hear about their 
pardon me, until we hear about their strategy for their criminal defense, and then we get into, like, the justice system. Did you have something interesting? I have a couple things. So, okay. first of all, we, we open with Vivian swearing the oath of the um, president, the oath of office for president of the humanist hive. Yeah. Which is a lot longer than the U.S. oath. Um, it has a bunch of references to OS in it, too. What? Yeah. Where? The, the book even talks about it. Uh, to these ends, I will employ all the means. The new president's voice wavers here, since he, like you, reader, has only recently discovered that all the means of the humanist hive has so long meant OS. And oh, then, okay. Uh, swear to preserve in secret the knowledge granted by my office, which must be kept, kept secret. He almost didn't stumble. Okay, that's what you mean. In, in Vivian's read of the of the oath changes with um the uh the knowledge of OS and interestingly like uh, if you to think about say the um the the oath to keep secret that much must be kept secret is not an element of any oath uh made by any body person made by any legislator or executive uh, president in the U.S. Um, which hmm. is interesting. It seems like that's, yeah, that's the kind of thing I would expect to be thrown in. Oh well, there's, a, there's a two things sort of standing in the way of that. Of the first one is that, um, while free speech might have been new as like a constitutional right or a new addition to a bill of rights uh, that's broadly applied freedom of expression for the U.S., what was certain and everyone knew had was it sort of implied. Was that legislators have the freedom have freedom of speech? That in the legislature you can say whatever you want. Yeah, no. So I, I don't have a lot to uh, I have a lot of comments, but I agree it's an interesting aside. Boy, I'm not very engaging this week. Uh, let me try to try to dial that up a little bit. Um, I should have had caffeine in my coffee. Yeah, we have... There's decaf in the house now, and I keep getting it by accident. Uh, also not helping me is that I may have taken my notes in the Notes app on my phone, and then, perhaps, turned my phone off and on again before saving it. So I may not have any of the notes I wrote for these chapters. Boring me as I talk through this chapter. And this is the start of a new book. We really should be engaging and... And fun to listen to. Uh, <laughs> so after Mycroft talks about how boring it is he didn't get to kill his parents, uh, we get the thing about how Bridger is also his fault. And then we get, what are we going to do about Prospero? I, once again, fully misinterpreted the titles of these books. I was sure that the, that the Terra Ignata was Mars. And it turns out... It's a niche legal defense. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> oh, you know what I hate? Is I've just realized uh, Terra Ignata is just qualified immunity, but for everyone. <laughs> so, let's talk about the Beast of Malmesbury. In the Enlightenment, uh, it, it was very popular to, to try to, to use to try to develop these connected systems of political science, to try to say that they have the same things, uh, and try to reason from the equality of man and the state of nature, mm-hmm. the necessity of government. And this is like a, a very attractive idea in the, in the Enlightenment. Uh, that we can come that through observation of the natural world uh, and, and through reason, uh, we can conclude nice things about government. And these things might be radical, uh... Well, they might not be, but like they will conclude things about how we shouldn't live our lives. Um, Hobbes did that. <laughs> Hobbes' proof of the equality, not just of man, but of man and woman, uh, is that we can all murder each other, and that makes us all equal. I mean, that wasn't literally all he said about it, but but sure. No, it's not all he said about it, but that's like the core of it. Wasn't there something about a man with a stick? Uh, and then he proves not just from the fact we murder each other were equal. He proved that from equality, he tried, uh, there follows necessarily warfare. 
and as a attempt to resolve the fundamental uh, uh, war birthed from equality, birthed from murder, we need to institute um, a a government which is uh, cannot be questioned, uh, a, a complete sort of authoritarianism. So from murder we get equality, from equality we get war, and from uh, war we get tyrants and that is the justification Hobbes has for governments you think? this is not attractive for a number of reasons nothing, sorry I, I was going to make another dictatorship joke but I, I, I remembered that I'm supporting a dictator on this show <laughs> uh, I, I look forward to getting into that with you at, as early as tomorrow mm-hmm. okay Ajur, uh Prospero asks Vivian whether uh, Vivian is willing to kill mm-hmm. to preserve the independence of the humanist hive. Um, there's a bit where, Prospero, where Vivian says gives an answer, and then Prospero's like, I hope that reaches uh, a sniper. Who knows? <laughs> and that feels... Pretty clear that Prospero oh, might have a back I hadn't read that into that, but you might be correct. We also get Mycroft is still insisting everyone admit that Sniper was successful in their assassination attempt. Sorry, it's it's assassination attempt. God. Yeah, Sniper was there. Um. Mm-hmm. Sniper was there. Uh, Sniper was there, obviously, the assassination. But both Vivian and... Uh, Mycroft were there. Uh, in a reasonable sense, Vivian had a more clear view of the situation. <laughs> Even Vivian was not also simultaneously suffering a heart attack. Um, and Vivian's the one who says, actually, we can't talk about yeah. this. Which is interesting, right? Resurrection is very clearly, in some sense, a religious topic. But it's also just a thing that happened. We Multiple people saw it. It's a fact about the world. And they can't, they, they can't talk about it because... Of this silence. Yeah, because it might get people talking about religion and the first law is still is still there, which is unfortunate. It's too bad Madame hasn't solved that problem for us yet. Uh, <laughs> by, by repealing yeah, what, uh, you know, whatever, the first law. Uh, whatever it takes. A lot of this chapter talks about how much worse the war is going to be now. Uh, it goes into more explicit detail about... Mm-hmm technology and its advancements and how in like a week and a half of thinking about it people are going to get all mm-hmm. murdery um it seems like this war if it happens is going to be quite bad uh so bad that i'm became mm-hmm. i'm i'm suspecting that there are, there must be some reason it doesn't happen because otherwise how is there so much mm-hmm. book left um and that's cheating of me, I know. But, like, I've seen that there is a book four. There's no way it would be that long if a war in this world breaks out. Because, you know, that would only take, like, four paragraphs to bring you to the end of, it seems like. No, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's a, there's a classic joke, right? Sometimes in sci-fi books they, they, they mention uh, a 40-minute war or something. Uh, it's supposed to be a reference between like, a nuclear exchange but, like, the quickness of a nuclear exchange is predicated upon existing infrastructure, which this world does not have. Right, but uh, apparently splitting atoms in science fairs is now, like, the, what the loser kids do. So I don't know how much more infrastructure you need for this to become a problem. What, what I mean by this is I, I think there's, there's probably an even faster way to destroy the entire world than mere nuclear war. And that the book seems to think it will take less than a month to find it. Mm-hmm. To the book's credit, I guess a week did span the course of two entire books. Yeah. On a, on a, a week? Maybe that's what's going on here. How uh, long do you think this book, how long a span do you think this book covers? called the will to battle so i and given how it opens i actually think the war doesn't start in this book 
except for the degree to which war has always started. They they do a whole thing with the opening quote right at the start of this chapter, but I'm not going to count that for this conversation. So I'm going to say this book <laughs> will cover... <laughs> before I say anything more, I'm just going to check the front and make sure it doesn't tell me. No, no, week by week. Okay. I'm going to say a month being the natural longer period than a week. Uh, but we already know he starts like two months in the past. Are we counting okay. that? The, okay, so not the April, time of which is written, the time that so it covers. So four months to bring us from when he starts writing to when he, when he starts his story to when he is writing it. And then two months... And then one month after that. What is that? So April is the first month after... The, the, well, we know it goes at least until the, July. At the end of March. Um, yeah. Written to July, July 11th to the 13th. Past so July, July or end of July? Has already been covered by this book. Yeah. No, July 14th. Well, that's, it's that's been an event taking place in, in the book. And they're written in, in, in this book. I disagree. The book, the framing no, device different. is clearly now um, an element of the story. And for other reasons, I have cause to believe it will last at least that long. Uh, 13th. Why the 13th? Oh. Where do you get that number? Oh, I had flipped to the wrong the page of the next chapter. Oops. Uh, oh, fine. 8th. July 8th. Well, no, it, I am going to guess the 13th. I've seen it now. July I'm sorry. 8th. <laughs> okay. No, no, I think one month. And no further? Yeah. One month. So, so August 13th. Okay. And I'll 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 update you on that when I think I have more information. Mhm. All right. We okay. Good? I think that's it. It's a shame because it's where Our people first episodes start. Are never and I apologize. So I, I have not been at my most radio yeah. engaging today. But there's so little to talk. You're not in the middle of a book. Uh, it's hard to get into any shock and surprise. Like, it's, it's just chapter one and two of a new thing. Even if it continues on. There's nothing resolved. There's nothing tied up, you know. Well, there's lots of... of there's something introduced... There was something introduced. I'll give you that. Oh! What if the, tri- the, the result of the trial is going to be? So you can speak vaguely, given we don't know. We haven't covered how trial systems work. Um, let's see. If I was writing this story, would it be more interesting if, it, if they get away with it or if they don't get away with it? I think it would be more interesting if they get away with it, because that sort of promotes conflict between the hives. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna predict. But that's why, and I accept that it's not a very good reason. Okay. Plus, it's it's sort of meta knowledge cheating. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Huh? Oh, and then my worst day a bit. Minecraft talks about uh. Murder of parents being the the thing that the Greeks caused to think that there was furious, which would harry those who did this is such an abominable crime in in the in this world. Uh, and one popular thing that happened is that the one popular figure harried by um, Furious is Orestes. To explain Orestes, we have to stop the Trojan War. Um, so Orestes' dad, Agamemnon wanted to take all the Greeks and all the Achaeans and go take Troy because Paris took Helen. Um, but on the way to do that, uh, Agamemnon killed the wrong deer. Uh, there's no, I don't think it really indication that Agamemnon should have known this was the a deer that he shouldn't have killed. But nonetheless, this was a deer sacred to the god Artemis. Anonymous said, no, you cannot, I will prevent there from being wins for you to leave unless you give me as a sacrifice your daughter, Iphigenia. Um, 
Agamemnon does this. Uh, but what Agamemnon does, he, what he tells his wife and daughter is that, hey, guess what? To bless this um, voyage, you're going to get married to Achilles. Um, and Clytemestra, Agamemnon's wife, and Iphigenia, his daughter, both come to celebrate a marriage. Uh, and then Iphigenia is killed and sacrificed. And then they all leave for ten years. <laughs> and then... Agamemnon comes back, expecting to be welcomed. Uh, his wife is apparently angry that he killed his daughter. Uh, and he kills him for it. Yeah, no, I, I thought you were doing your, your monologue. Uh, so I was letting you go. I am. Um, yeah, so... Kills him for it. Uh, and Orestes, incensed that his his mom killed his dad, killed Clytemestra for it. Uh, as a revenge killing. But this is this is parricide. And so the Harry's the Furies Harry Orestes. Uh, until it's resolved by a trial. Uh, in the story and in the play cycle written by not Sophocles. In the play cycle, uh, so the, the, the punitive origin of a trial is an attempt to to purify Orestes of this crime, to 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 poetically stop the wheel turning. As the wheel was the murder of Iphigenia, the murder of Agamemnon, the murder of Clytemestra, and then what would be the murder of Orestes is resolved via this trial, um, a sort of purification measure. Side note: It's a jury trial. And the prosecution and defense both bribe and threaten the jury, and that is made the decision made decision is made entirely on that basis. Well, that's one way to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and here, um, this trial is also positioned. This is why we can't be. This is it can't be a monologue. This trial is also positioned as an attempt to resolve the current oh. crises. Uh, I should have been more tuned in yeah. to, uh, then. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, you think there's a parallel being drawn here. Boy, boy, I'm having a... This is not a good episode for me. Yes. I even said, oh no, I, I thought you were doing the monologue. Uh, did it, did it work? The, tri- the, the wheel stopped turning, uh... For Orestes. Uh, but only after lots of murder. Um, but there already has been lots of murder. Orestes killed lots of people already. So I guess the trial is trying to figure out his I, I guess people. That, uh, that bodes well for my prediction then. But I should note that even in the trial, the Furies, as the prosecutors, lose, but they are gifted with sacrifices made by the people of Athens and the new title of the Kindly Ones. Um... So it really is an attempt to sort of view a trial not as any sort of attempt to get the truth or as we argued with uh, a book that I haven't read with uh, when talking to Tamara before, uh, an attempt to reveal some sort of inner human dignity, but as a, as a dispute resolution mechanism uh, that can resolve even disputes between the gods. So you're saying this book is going to become a legal drama? Because I'm I'm very on board for that. <laughs> it's not what I thought would happen, but uh, I am looking forward to it. Oh, here's another parallel that I just thought of. Uh, Mycroft then talks about Leviathans as mortal gods. Yeah, okay, not in this book, but previously, um, uh, Madame talks about trying to 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 give Jed as much power as possible. Um, as an attempt to, um, to uh, give almost an impotence to to Jed as close as possible, and so there's the storyline in in a little bit in the book, but also very much so in in Hobbes, as countries as being this sort of super organism that is so much more powerful uh, than humanity, and also is itself like in, has attributes of gods, it's incapable of sin, it's um, 
etc etc it can dictate sin to others via laws um and so there's this sort of analogy between the god and the state and this is this trial is again a dispute resolution between the god between the states uh, and that's between the gods. So there's even more evidence for my Oresteia analogy. I need to get I need to get through more of Leviathan before I can properly yell at you about that. Um, if we weren't reading it right now... Comment on that? I probably would have okay. gotten into I it. I expect yelling. But I don't want to find out that my... That what I learned of Hobbes doing, like, in, in college was misleading tomorrow and have just today yelled about my wrong ideas. Um, oh, I'm totally willing. Uh, as I have stated before, I have... If... <laughs> yeah, you're. well, you're signing up for it right now. If we weren't reading it as we speak, I would probably... I would jump in on that mm-hmm. one because... Um, but I, I have to be a little careful. And I, I try to be... A little cautious uh, in that I have not, for most philosophers, sat down and read their book cover to cover. Um, a thing that I've now started to do with the show. So I'm I'm more... C- mm-hmm. not- you know when we said you wanted books? I was going to do collections, but, you know. Maybe there is some element of this that I am misremembering. Maybe there's some element of this that is in more detail covered in the text itself. And when we cover the text... I don't want to have to defend it by saying, well, okay, but I was told a different thing. Let me give you an example of exactly what I'm worried about. I've argued about natural rights and Locke dozens of times. Mm-hmm. I think it's transparently clear that under natural rights as an mm-hmm. ethical system, suicide mm-hmm. is like totally okay. For what I think is a very valid reason, which is that I must necessarily have the right to waive my rights. Um, otherwise, things just fall apart. Locke himself, though, mm-hmm. did not think that was true. Um, and he was wrong about that, but yeah, I'm aware that those situations exist. And the day before I I check the source material in depth, I don't, I know don't want to go and make a bunch of wild <laughs> accusations about my modern <laughs> views of things, only to read in the book literally six hours from now that oh god damn it no he just thought <laughs> a wrong thing about his theory okay. You wanna wanna know some fun fun example of that. Uh, so, Kant, you know Kant? Here's some, some facts to know about Kant. Kant is simultaneously, uh, more, has a broader view and a narrower view of the subjects in his philosophy. So all these, a lot of times in the philosophy, he specifically talks about all right. uh, thinking beings. And it turns out that he talks about thinking beings instead of humans for two reasons. First, because he includes, as he talks about it at some point, he specifically includes sure. some possible aliens. And then, it turns out via his work, we know he also doesn't include, like, 90% That's of humanity. Right. Now, I did sit down and read Kant cover to cover. Because Kant, but here's the, here's the fun thing. In the actual text, he only says thinking beings. So it's, not, it's more like, oh, that's fun. In fact, you think, oh, that's fun. And you learn that Kant was, for his right, time, right. just so, so racist. So possibly aliens, but not most people. Uh, it's, this isn't like a historical, everyone was like that. People <laughs> around him are like, that's I have been weird. led to believe that really people racist. around Kant described him as actually like a surprisingly fun guy, for his given his work. Uh, my Who told professor. you that? I don't think that's true. Every description I've ever heard of Kant makes me I'm think pretty that sure Kant was he really only found joy in philosophy. Uh, that's not... I don't believe you. Like, 80-85%. Gonna learn a new thing on this, on this store. Well, it's not that it's bad to be only happy about philosophy. It'd probably be better for the world if Kant's actual job was philosophy as opposed to anthropology. Um, <laughs> which is how we know he's so racist. Uh, Kant, parties, dinner parties. Oh wow, that's just that's just the what Google says. I think you may be right. He has a bunch of rules about dinner parties, apparently. Um, I, I'm looking for, I'm looking Kant. for some source on this, but yeah, my it, um, 
I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the right person, is that all of his actual contemporaries described him as, like, pretty fun to be around and a nice guy. I don't think that's... I don't know if that's true. I thought Kant was, like... Well, it... Fun to be around and a nice guy, like, it was brought up because it's not what you would expect given his work. That's why it was an interesting thing anyone would bother to say. Uh... His neighbors would set his walks by their clock. Set their clocks by his walk. That doesn't mean he's not fun. I found a Guardian article that, that's saying the things yeah. that I was... Let me find these biographies they're referencing. They don't reference what these three biographies were. Uh, the line here is, uh, Far from being a dour Prussian aesthetic, the great metaphysician was a party-goer. He enjoyed drinking wine, playing billiards, and wearing fine, colorful clothes. He had a sense of humor, and there were women in his life, although he never married. On occasion, Kant drank so much red wine, he was unable to find his way home, the books claim. Hmm, what does this phrase, those women in his life, mean? What, uh, women are like men, except um, for a few key differences. Um, actually, our books get into it at, at some length. Is that is that line you're going to go with here? It is. That's what I'm going to go with. The essential difference between a man and a woman is precisely what is dictated in the story yes. by Mycroft. I'm willing to commit to that. That's the line. At least thus far, things okay. might change. Okay. I don't know how crazy Mycroft's going to get. He may be a little bit upset after having caused the death of everyone ever to exist or whoever will exist. I can see that, you know, making somebody a bit of a, a downer to be around. But, like, the 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 gender stereotypes Mycroft thinks aren't even accurate today. He thinks that uh, every time we say a gendered pronoun, specifically us, because we are in the yeah. past that Mycroft talks about, uh, we're thinking of sex. I know. Have you seen advertising lately? Yeah, that's not true. They don't just say pronouns and let us imagine the rest for ourselves. There are other components. I bet I can find you an ad that just says a pronoun. And I bet the pronoun will be she. I'm thinking... That doesn't mean we think about sex. It doesn't prove the thing you want to prove. <laughs> uh, it, it, well, you just said that that's not what they do in advertisements. I bet I can find one that does that. It specifically tries to incite... Uh, uh, thoughts of, of of sexual feelings with a pronoun. I don't need just one. I need yes. He thinks it's every thought we have. I want I want more than I, one. You don't need just one. You want more. I don't know if I can do more than one because there's not enough pronouns. You're gonna run into like copyright issues. In any case, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find you what those biographies were sometime when we're not on the air. Listening to us quietly read things isn't great radio content. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I guess. I guess I, that's a thing I, I could believe. Um, uh, what I know is about Noah Kant. Apparently um, Kant had a very conflicted feelings about the French Revolution. He liked the idea of a revolution happening next door, uh, but apparently he thought it was illegal to criticize the government. Is it moral to... Boy, sorry. that's a weird one. He thought it was even, immoral even to criticize the government. Uh, criticizing the government feels pretty universalizable to me. We'll check. Maybe it was in, maybe it was in um, framework, and I'm just not remembering it. I read it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's later. Work. I don't know. Uh, but he liked the idea of it happening next door because he wasn't criticizing the Prussian government, <laughs> but the French government, and that was okay. Commenting on the on this thing was okay. Um, <laughs> he was called a Jacobin. Like that's what people. Jokingly referred to him during that time as. Huh. I just got a French email from Amazon. That well, it's from it's from the French Amazon.com. Um, Amazon. That sounds like it might be a scam. Uh, please. Mm -hmm. What does the email say? Please help me with something to verify your identity. Use the code below. Uh, do not. Is someone trying to move your Amazon account to France? Pass. Do not give the one-time pass to anyone. If you did not request... God, my French is bad. If you didn't request it... Yeah, okay. Uh... I don't know. Is there one other thing you can ignore? Or do you have to tell somebody? You want me to read it? 
Sure, I'll, I'll give you the text. I'm pretty sure the text uh, isn't anything very dramatic, but there may be French language typos that they're hoping to catch dumb people in that I'm missing. All right. And I'm going to delete the one-time code in case it's real, because uh, this might be you, obviously. And... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I think yeah. you would attempt in the middle of a recording to change my Amazon account to a French one. <laughs> Go on several rants about how I ha- can't take notes of your conspiracy. Record out loud the time I made you giving me a one-time clone.